The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save and save and win. Time for the Buck Blue Show here on The Fan. Appreciate you hanging out with us Monday through Friday, 10 to 11. On 680 and 93.7 at 680thefan.com. Get that fan mobile app. Brought to you by our good friends at Beaver Toyota. And if you're listening on a smart speaker, remember, that is brought to you by South Point Financial Services. 10 o'clock hour on the fan. Sponsored by the Haug Law Group. Rainy start to this Wednesday, February 23rd. And it doesn't help the traffic situation here in Atlanta, does it? Nernie, how'd you get here from the south side, brother? I understand there was some complications going on. Uh, yeah, I mean, there were some minor uh, complications going on uh, around 20 and so, but I really the big thing was that I, 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 regardless of how close to crunch time I was going to get here, I had to stop and get something to eat. And <laughs> Duncan was slammed this morning, Buck. Yeah, gosh, uh, you know, I went through there too, right next to the Battery Atlanta and saw the two homeless people. And heart goes out to him, man. Then as I drove by, I noticed she had one of those brand new cell phones. Uh, Nerney in the house, our engineer. You got Derek Thomas, our associate producer. Our producer, Adam Gillespie. Road dog was on the road again last night as the dogs went down in SEC basketball. But uh, no reason to get into that right now. What do you say we get to work, Nerney? Bucks. Big. Take. Well, yesterday was another day of little progress in Major League Baseball. The league, which is the owners, and the players' union met for the second consecutive day. This time, they met for a measly three hours. I mean, the locker room works harder than these guys. Yeah, they met three hours and called it a day. Once again, the players' union shot down this owner's idea of bringing in a federal mediator. They don't like the sound of that. And with opening day, the deadline rapidly approaching, the idea of an agreement at this point seems like a long shot. Disappointing. Frustrating. Downright lame. It took almost two months after the lockout started for these two sides to get face-to-face. And now they're meeting for just three hours? With the season hanging in the balance. Disappointing. Frustrating. Downright lame. And there's your big take today. Understand they might get together again today, uh, you know, after they uh, chill during the morning and have a uh, five-star lunch. They, they might get together for, you know, 90 minutes and talk it over again today. It's an embarrassment. All right, let's move on to the big story, Freddie Freeman. In case you lost count, we started this on the Buck Baloo Show, and then we, we sort of kicked it to the side. 
But it's back, baby. Day number 83 of the Freddie Freeman watch. Day number 83 of free agency, a free agency for Freddie Freeman. And uh, did you see what Buster Olney of ESPN was reporting yesterday? That there is a, and I quote, a growing belief Freddie Freeman will land somewhere outside of Atlanta. And that the Braves will move quickly to settle on an alternative at first base to move on and get past this conversation. Couple of thoughts. Number one, no one is going to replace Freddie Freeman here in Atlanta. Not Olson, not Rizzo, not Hosmer, certainly not Luke Voigt or Trey Mancini. Olsen might hit 30 bombs and play a gold glove first base. But he's never going to be the Braves team leader, which is what Freddie Freeman is. Number two, it's not just about the big offensive numbers. The Braves will be missing if Freddie Freeman exits for a contract that was too difficult to turn down. You can't replace the team leadership. You can't replace the star player that embraces the suck, that is, loves the grind of playing 158 games in a season. A lot of these star players, they don't want to play that much. They need these days off. Freddie Freeman is showing up at the ballpark every single day he's physically ready to go, and he's in the lineup. So it goes far beyond hitting 300 30 bombs, driving in close to 100 runs. Freddie Freeman showing up every single day as the face of the organization. So this idea that, well, if he signs with the Dodgers and he gets that contract that, that he feels like he's worth, uh, the market value, which, you know, reportedly is six years, $180 million. Freddie Freeman... I would have no animosity toward Freddie Freeman for taking that contract offer and moving on. But this idea that the Braves can move on quickly is pie in the sky. I mean, seriously. As if, you know, they uh, they, they see Freddie uh, Freddy's signs with the Dodgers and he gets six years, $180 million, $30 million a year, and he just stays living in L.A., which is really his home with a chance to win multiple World Series in the coming years. And that the Braves could quickly move on from that is almost laughable to me. Dude, I mean, we're going to come on the, the Buck Baloo show if and when this does happen, and I'll bring us into the show, and I'll say, hey, Nerney is awesome, and he's, he's our engineer, and we got DT and uh, Road Dog, and boy, they're producing this show, and, and here are the sponsors, and let's get to work. I mean, all I will have to do is say 404-231-1680. What do you think about Freddie Freeman moving on? And we could do that for the entire baseball season. They're not quickly moving on from Freddie Freeman if he ends up signing with someone else. The Braves won't be able to get past that conversation, especially if things don't go real well this season. Because uh, they're going to be some. There's going to be some criticism raining down, man, and it's going to call. It's going to be directed at all angles. I would imagine that 
unfairly that Alex Anthopoulos will be getting most of the criticism that is raining down on Sports Talk Radio. That, uh, that Anthopoulos, he is, uh, he's terrible letting Freddie Freeman go. As if Anthopoulos is making the decision on this. Because he's not. Man, you got, uh, you know, Mr. McGurk. He's he's probably going to get slammed and criticized a little bit if Freddie ends up signing somewhere else. I see Mr. McGurk at Dunkin' Donuts a little bit, Nernie. He stops in there to get a little something on the way in. Liberty Media, I will I would assume, is going to be criticized too, but I, I don't think they will be at the front of the pack. That's, that's going to be Alex Anthopoulos, man. So, Alex, get ready for that. If this thing comes down... Uh, get ready to be just slammed and criticized for not re-upping with Freddie Freeman. 404-231-1680, the number. Freddie Freeman, this thing's going to happen fast, too, man. Hey, if and when this lockout, lockout gets wrapped up, I mean, get ready. You know, it is, uh, to me, a little bit disappointing, the proposal that the Braves reportedly have thrown out there at Freddie, five years and 135. Considering that, you know, a few years ago, that's what Paul Goldsmith, that's what he got with the Cardinals three years ago was five years, $130 million, and that was before he was even a free agent. And they they weren't coming off a World Series victory either. It seems like the offer that reportedly the Braves have on the table is not as good as the one that Goldsmith got with the Cardinals. I don't understand it, other than you've got a budget and you're determined to stick to it. But coming off a World Series season, I mean, my goodness, that's when you're looking to capitalize as a business, right? I mean, you're coming off uh, one of the seasons that your glorious fan base uh, will never, ever forget. And, boy, they're going to be trying to get to the ballpark and get through those turnstiles, and they're going to pay top dollar for tickets, and you're going to see Truist Park packed day after day, night after night. And you're going to see these same fans uh, paying for that parking and going big on the hamburgers and and hot dogs and and cold beer, and they're going to be buying hats and jerseys with the logo of the World Series on the side. And, boy, a team can really... Uh, cash in big time coming off a World Series title. But you let Freddie Freeman get out of here. That's going to be like a wet blanket getting this season started. Uh, Let's bring on Paul. He joins us on the show. All right, uh, Paul's still getting screened there. Buck, I would have thought after the, the negotiations between the PA and MLB, that when with with them agreeing to the DH for both leagues, which seems to be the one thing that they can agree on fully, that that may make the Braves a little bit more open to giving an extra year. Because if you're worried about you know decline and you know play on the field, then you could always you know split time at Freddie with Freddie between first base and DHing. Yeah, no doubt about it, man. The DH is coming. Universal DH. Get ready for it. The Braves in pretty good shape there. Even if Freddie Freeman goes, I would imagine you got Ozuna ready to step in there. But this is, you know, if the Braves think that they can quickly move past this, I think they're sadly mistaken. Paul joins us on the Buck Blue Show. Hello, Paul. Hey, thanks for taking my call. Yeah, just some perspective. 
I think, uh, you know, we're not the Dodgers. We're kind of unlimited payroll. Right. So I think there are some constraints that AA is under. And I think the history, we see the Falcons went down with uh, overpaying older players, Julio Jones, stuff like that. I think Freddie does have a real productive three, maybe four years left. But I just think that they're trying to be wise with the money. And um, so I, I support him. I think A has made a lot of great decisions. And even if we have to make the hard decision of, of finding another option. Yeah, and look, you're, you're right on it, man. Uh, the Braves fiscally responsible. That's the way they have operated through the years. Rarely do you see them overpay big time for a player. But I tell you what, they're going to have a lot of this fan base disappointed and not showing up at the ballpark, especially if they get off to a slow start when the season does start. Because of this, I mean, this, this is a PR nightmare for the Atlanta Braves, and to think they could just, well, we're just going to turn the page quickly. We signed a new player. We're going to put him at first base, and, and we're not going to address this anymore. I mean, that is, uh, that's craziness, right? That's not going to happen. Steve joins us on the Buck Blue Show here on The Fan. Hello, Steve. Hey, Buck. Uh, I just had a quick question. I know that Freddie and uh, Chipper Jones are really close. Uh, I've actually heard Freddie say that he thought Chipper Jones as a big brother. And I remember, you know, Chipper there towards the end of his career, uh, you know, took some discounts, you know, stayed home, you know, with the team of loyalty. And I just wonder, what's your take on Chipper, you know, getting into Freddie's ear and, you know, telling him about this? And uh, I just want to hear your opinion on that. Well, yeah, I believe, Chipper, the quote I saw was, if he wants to be with the Braves, he'll be with the Braves. And I wasn't real sure what to make of that. I think Chipper gets in trouble, too, with the Braves. He is obviously associated with the Braves. And, uh, the, you know, the Braves don't want him uh, out there uh, being uh, critical of the organization. So he's got to be careful with his comments. He's toeing the line a little bit trying to dance around it. But uh, I don't think this is the first time Chipper's got, gotten a phone call about, hey, maybe not talking so much to the media through the years. Uh, Kay joins us on the fan. Hello, Kay. Hey, I, I think there's a little more nuance, Buck, and, and I agree. In this day and age we live in in sports, comes down to money. You know, when I was a kid growing up, I used to watch you at Georgia about your age, a little older. And you get to the professional ranks, and players come and go now. There's no loyalty on either side. But I think replacing Freddie is twofold. One is replacing him as a player. The other is replacing his personality and what he means to the clubhouse. So it would be great if Freddie was a jerk but a good ball player. The fact is he's a great guy and a great ball player. So it's a little more to it than just, hey, he's leaving, we're going to replace him. That's yeah, not going to happen right away. He's right. the captain. He is a guy that is expecting to go out and play 160 games a year. And that rubs off on the rest of the team. We appreciate you coming on, Kay. Thanks so much. All right, let's hit a BB Show headline here before we move on to the second segment of the show. That's brought to you by Grease Monkey Auto. Hey, Phil Mickelson, his street cred is falling quicker then the Saudi-backed Super Golf League PGA Tour players are, uh, players are busy ripping Mickelson's disparaging comments about the PGA Tour. And now Phil is starting to lose the support of sponsorships and endorsements. KPMG, you've seen that hat uh, that he wears with those initials on it. They've dropped him like a lead balloon. And who drops him next? Is it going to be Callaway Golf, Rolex, Amstel Light? 
I mean, you got Mickelson right here trending down quick, brother. His Q rating, the overall approval rating now is lower than Biden's. Grease Monkey brought to you by, well, Grease Monkey. The headlines brought to you by Grease Monkey. Oil changes in Morris done fast, done right. Visit GreaseMonkeyAuto.com for store locations and special offers. We're going to hang out with NFL insider Chris Mortensen coming up next here on the Buck Baloo Show, The Fan, 680 and 93.7. The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save and save and win. Hey everybody, Buck Blue here, and as a recent customer of Jim Ellis Automotive and a longtime friend of the Vice President, Stacey Ellis, man, I know Jim Ellis Automotive Group takes pride in being a family-owned and operated business. I saw it firsthand. When Stacey's granddad, Jim Ellis, founded the company back in 71, his goal was to treat every customer like family by offering a car buying experience that was both easy and fully transparent. And it worked. 50 years later, Stacy's dad, Jimmy Ellis, grew the organization to become Georgia's largest family-owned and operated automotive group. And today, third-generation family members like Stacy, along with more than 1,700 dedicated team members, are working hard to uphold the values Jim Ellis Automotive was founded on. And that's why Jim Ellis has been around for over 50 years. Enjoy the advantages of buying your next vehicle from a family-owned and operated dealership. Visit JimEllis.com or stop by any of their 20 20 dealerships located throughout Metro Atlanta. Jim Ellis Automotive, where you can always expect the best. Got the Buck Blue Show here on the fan, Monday through Friday, 10 to 11. If you missed the show live, you can well, get the mobile app and listen anytime with the Buck Blue Show podcast. And coming up later in the show, it's going to be time for you to take the wheel. Infinity of Gwinnett wants you to drive the content. As you get to decide what we talk about, call in now at 404-231-1680. It's presented by my good friends at Infinity of Gwinnett, Satellite Boulevard, Duluth. Empower the talk. Empower the drive. Let's get to more. For the latest on the NFL, we turn to the fans' truest NFL reporter, Chris Mortensen. Presented by the Atlanta Painting Company, Atlanta's premier residential and commercial painting company. Call 1-800-PAINTING or visit AtlantaPaintingCompany.com. ESPN NFL Insider and Mort's the fans' truest on up NFL Insider, too. He joins us on the Hobson & Hobson Newsmaker line. Mort, how's your week going so far? It seems, well, it's going, Buck. I mean, I'm not doing much NFL stuff, but I'm, I'm monitoring some things. And there were things left over, even from Super Bowl week, that pertain to the offseason. And I'm going to give you an example. All right. So you see Bruce Arians backing Blaine Gabbert as a possible solution for their quarterback situation. Oh, Lord. Well, let me just say this. Bruce has always loved Blaine Gabbert. Always, always just had him with him, kind of as his backup quarterback. Now, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, they are one of the strong players, from what I gather, for Deshaun Watson, or they will be. So, therefore, here's what I will tell you is a 
educated guess and be informed, Buck. I'm listening. Uh, if, they if they acquire Deshaun Watson and he faces a, a suspension, yeah, I, Bruce Arians believes they can go 500 with Blaine Gabbert until Deshaun Watson is ready to play. Sounds like a decent plan to me. Uh, plan B, I think, is always important. I think that's 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 the part. I think that uh, maybe people won't, won't get publicly because he, he can't talk about that. But I can tell you that it certainly has uh, been discussed uh, within within the walls at uh, one buck place or wherever wherever it is now. Uh, but I will say you know I will say that uh, you know Blaine Gabbert is actually a free agent uh, and and he has to be signed too. But I have no doubt they'll sign him. Boy, what about the pushback coming out of Pittsburgh with Mason Rudolph maybe being the guy they're going to go with? Yeah, you know that was the, the sense, I, the feeling I got as they've been uh, from the Senior Bowl is that as they look at quarterbacks uh, and they'll look outside. But they, they're the Steelers. It's not their style to go and trade three first-round draft picks for a quarterback like everybody wants them to with Russell Wilson or something. That's not their style, and and they are going to get a new GM, but it's still not their uh, style. So. I mean, I think that they'd like to get a quarterback out of this draft. And, and, and some people have talked about Malik Willis or somebody who's got some mobility. And, and for, for Mason Rudolph to kind of be the placeholder until they develop that quarterback. There are no quarterbacks you, you are ready to play who are coming into the league in this draft. You could argue maybe Kenny Pickett, but his one year was was the exception to the rule. Yeah. More than I'm, I've become a bigger fan of Brian Flores, especially with this, this news coming down that he didn't sign that separation agreement that cost him millions of dollars, but would have silenced him. He would prefer to be able to speak on on what went on down in Miami. What do you make of it? Well, here's what I'll say: it's, it's very interesting because uh, you know I've had other other coaches who are you know who have been fired, head coaches, and, and just when I ask a question. It could be even three months down the road just about hey, what what really happened on this. It just says, I don't even want to go there. If I say anything, even if it leaked out, it's going to cost me the rest of my salary. It was It is the standard coach's agreement that is, is signed. And w when you're fired, uh, and you know, apparently Brian didn't sign that, that termination clause, uh, it, it's standard. But but the bottom line is he knew he was costing himself a lot of money uh, when he decided to file a lawsuit and speak out. And so, yeah, you know, I, I don't know, Buck, if you've ever had a contract that you looked at when you when you read it yourself, you sat there and said, well, that's kind of scary. Yeah. You know, the power it gives the, uh, uh, the employer, so to speak. But then, you know, you just kind of don't worry about it because it's not going to pertain to you. But in this case, it pertains to Brian Flores. No doubt. Yeah, there was a, a contract previously that uh, said they could fire me for any reason, but, you know, if I walked, I couldn't work in the market for, you know, months right. at a time, you know, one of those deals. Yeah, I know those non-compete clauses. Yeah, yeah. They, they can fire you for whatever reason. You don't even get a, a arbitration. Yeah, so I'm with you. Mort, what do you think about Aaron Rodgers? Uh, you know, they had this cryptic Instagram post. He's got a lot going on. Do you think he'll play in Green Bay this coming season? I do, but 
Uh, he, he looks like a guy ready to play in Green Bay. I think the, the placement of Tom Clements, bringing him back as quarterback coach, is, is another sign. Uh, it's, it, we have now the window open to franchise uh, tag players. I think Devontae Adams will get the tag as they work on a on a contract that's long term. Uh, and they mean, it, it, you know, I think Aaron's looking for uh, you know the good faith. You get Devontae Adams, at least have negotiations with him, and, and they could restructure Aaron's contract then to create cap space to get Devontae Adams back. But that's, I don't, you know, you could say it looks like retirement or, or he's playing. Uh, I think he's playing. I think he's playing with the Packers. Uh, uh, that's that's my take. Now, he had a lot of fun with us, uh, no doubt, for, for when he posted that Instagram. Uh, I saw all the things that he apparently he had done, gone through. Uh, those cleanse steps, 12, yeah. 12. I said, heck, man, you get cancer and you do have chemo and you accomplish eight of 12 of those things with, with chemo. Just, Good you know. grief. <laughs> yeah, I, hey, let me just say, I, I'm not doing that that 12-day <laughs> cleanse like Rogers is doing unless I have to. I mean, he's throwing up, he's uh, forcing in diarrhea. I mean, who wants to do this kind of clean, cleansing? Nobody. It, it was like, it was like, too much information, Mark. No let's get to the Falcons. Uh, you know, some talk. I keep seeing these outlets come down where the Falcons are going to end up trading Matt Ryan prior to the season. Uh, what, what are your thoughts on this? What are you hearing about Matt Ryan and the Falcons? Yeah, I just haven't gotten that. I, and I've asked the question. Uh, I haven't. Uh, I guess the one thing I would want to ask is, 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 does Matt Ryan want out? I, and We've heard nothing on that, but the Falcons don't want to push him out. Uh, you know, can you get a bounty for him? You can, you can, you can get good picks for Matt. I mean, obviously, a team like the Oakland, let's say the Steelers. I mean, but then they're just not going to give you a lot, and I haven't heard that Matt wants out. I mean, you know, maybe he's human, and it could go through his mind that oh, I'd be closer to a Super Bowl and kind of like Matthew Stafford was if I went to one of those teams. But there are no guarantees. Uh, and I think uh, I just haven't, I mean, heard Arthur Smith loves him. Uh, and, and Matt wants to be an Atlanta Falcon. And we know how Arthur Blank feels about Matt. Uh, I think it's just because of what's happened recently with, with quarterbacks going elsewhere. I, I, I would much, I'd much see Russell Wilson going somewhere else to play this year than Matt Ryan. Browns are another team that, you know, I've seen uh, articles out there about maybe Matt Ryan ending up. And I wouldn't blame him if he just, if he did uh, move on and just said afterwards that he just wanted better protection. Because here in Atlanta, man, we have not protected him very well here lately. Yep. Mort, have a great rest of the week, man. We appreciate you. And uh, thanks for being our ESPN NFL insider here on the show. All right, Buck. Thanks a lot. Chris Mortensen, every week here on the Buck Baloo Show, he's the fans' truest on-up NFL insider. And with that done, let's get to a college football nugget. Mm, tasty. Time for the college football nugget. Presented by your locally owned and operated Ace Hardware. Find your neighborhood store at acehardware.com. Saw this over the weekend. Jaden Daniels at Arizona State, quarterback, has decided to enter the transfer portal with two years eligibility remaining. And just scouting the high school quarterbacks three years ago, this was a guy I really enjoyed, the high school highlight reel. 
leading into signing day, and I've been following his career out in Tempe since he took control of the Sun Devil offense. Jane Daniels, he's the total package, man. I mean, this guy can run around. He can throw on the run. He can hurt you with his legs. He can stand in the pocket and spin it. And I'm going to be tracking where he goes. But that opens up a spot for somebody else in the transfer portal or that will be moving on, and that's JT Daniels exiting Georgia when he graduates after this semester and will end up on somebody else's campus. And I'm just thinking Arizona State would be an excellent option for JT Daniels. Got Glenn Thomas they've hired there. Run the offense for the Sun Devils. Gosh, not too long ago, he was coaching up Matt Ryan here with the Atlanta Falcons. I believe Brian Billick has come out of retirement. He's he's an offensive analyst out there for Herm. Gosh, with all this NFL knowledge on this Arizona State staff, I'd be surprised if JT Daniels was not taking a close look at Arizona State. I'll keep an eye on that one. Wonder where Jaden Daniels is going to end up. That'll be interesting, too. Want you to tune in to the Business of Sports segment each week on The Fan. is presented by a Southern Company that's impacting business in Atlanta and the local sports scene. Hey, man, we've got it covered. That's the Business of Sports presented by Southern Company, changing the future of energy in all the communities they serve. Takes us right into the Bulldog Roundtable. Official sports talk station of the dogs. And it's time for Bulldog Roundtable with Buck Balloon. 25 20, far sideline, 15 10, 5. Get in there! Touchdown! Bulldog Roundtable is proudly presented by Georgia's own credit union, Haug Law Group, Georgia Pack and Load, AAA, and by attorney Ken Nugent. And that's going to be the ball game. Georgia will win this ball game. Only on the fan, 680 and 93.7 FM. Bulldog football. Several weeks ago on the Buck Baloo Show, I revealed my top three quarterbacks returning in the SEC. Had Bryce Young, number one, elite. Number two, I had Tennessee quarterback Hendon Hooker, who was really impressive running that hype offense. Number three, I had Stetson Bennett. Now, earlier this morning, Bouncing around online, I saw where 27, 24-7 sports. Their writer, uh, Brad Crawford, he's a national writer for 27, uh, 24-7 sports. And I believe he's located up in Fayetteville, North Carolina. And Brad Crawford revealed and ranked the 14 quarterbacks expected to be taking snaps in the SEC in the upcoming season. And it was a little bit different than the top three that I had. In fact, he didn't have Stetson Bennett in the top three. He didn't have Stetson Bennett in the top five. Now, I think we can all agree that Bryce Young is numero uno, the Alabama quarterback. But I was a little stunned when I saw that Brad Crawford had K.J. Jefferson out of Arkansas as the number two rated quarterback in the SEC this coming season. K.J. Jefferson, number two? Brad Crawford, what are you examining over there in Fayetteville? 
Now, I know K.J. Jefferson, he is impressive when he walks in the room. 6'4 in cleats, 255 pounds in pads. But he's not the second-best quarterback in the SEC. I would have to disagree with that one. Now, Crawford did have Hendon Hooker in his top three. He had Hendon Hooker three. He had Mississippi State's Will Rogers number four. And I sort of downgraded Rogers. I still think highly of him, but I didn't have him uh, sitting there that high at number four. Rogers is running uh, Leach's pass-happy system, the air raid, with a lot of high-percentage throws. So what happens, that inflates the stats, and it impresses some people like Brad Crawford. Now, here's another shocker. Brad Crawford had Spencer Rattler rated number five. Now, didn't he lose his job out at Oklahoma? Didn't he get benched playing with the Sooners last season? He had to transfer. He hadn't played a down in the SEC. Spencer Rattler, number five? I mean, you must have been looking at his five-star rating that he had from 24-7 sports when he was coming out of high school. He seems like he's got this entitled attitude, if you ask me. This cat had been at number six. And then he breaks down the rest of the SEC. Max Johnson at A&M 7. Jackson Dart coming from USC. He's going to play for Kiffin at Ole Miss. He's number eight. Will Levis, who I saw play in Starkville this past season. The Kentucky quarterback, he had number nine. I saw his worst game, by the way, four interceptions and a loss for Kentucky that night. Miles Brennan at LSU, number 10. Anthony Richardson, Florida, number 11. At, uh, Zach Calzada from A&M now at Auburn, number 12. Brady Cook, Missouri, 13. And Ken Seals for Vanderbilt, number 14. Stetson Bennett, number six. My goodness, man, what are you looking at? I mean, you just look at the 21 QBR rating. Uh, Bryce Young was number two. Stetson Bennett, number three, nationally. Number three. Now, that takes into consideration all different types of stats they throw into the total QBR. Stetson Bennett was number three in the country, and you got in number six in the SEC. I'm just going to have to disagree with your assessment, Brad Crawford. A little bit embarrassing. Hooker was 16th. K.J. Jefferson, 19th, and Will Levis, was 18th so there you go I mean Brad Crawford I think he got some of this wrong I mean has a right to his opinion and certainly I've got a right to uh, be critical of that opinion here on this show for me Bryce Young Hendon Hooker Stetson Bennett one two three in the SEC coming in to this season all right coming up next the Falcons continue to search I'm going to tell you what they're searching for as we finish it up here it's the Buck Baloo show here on the fan 680 and 937. The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save, and save 
and win. Hey everybody, Buck Blue here, and as a recent customer of Jim Ellis Automotive and a longtime friend of the Vice President Stacy Ellis, man, I know Jim Ellis Automotive Group takes pride in being a family-owned and operated business. I saw it firsthand. When Stacy's granddad, Jim Ellis, founded the company back in 71, his goal was to treat every customer like family by offering a car buying experience that was both easy and fully transparent. And it worked. 50 years later, Stacy's dad, Jimmy Ellis, grew the organization to become Georgia's largest family-owned and operated automotive group. And today, third-generation family members like Stacy, along with more than 1,700 dedicated team members, are working hard to uphold the values Jim Ellis Automotive was founded on. And that's why Jim Ellis has been around for over 50 years. Enjoy the advantages of buying your next vehicle from a family-owned and operated dealership. Visit JimEllis.com or stop by any of their 20 20 dealerships located throughout Metro Atlanta. Jim Ellis Automotive, where you can always expect the best. Blue Show on the fan, Monday through Friday, 10 to 11. And if you're listening on that mobile app, remember it's driven by Beaver Toyota of Coming. Beaver Direct, the fastest and easiest way to shop online for your next vehicle. Visit BeaverToyotaofcoming.com and download that fan app right now in the iTunes and Google Play Store. As far as the podcasts go, you might uh, be aware that many of us here at the station have podcasts. You can uh, find all of these podcasts wherever it is you find your podcast, Apple, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast. You could find it at thepodcastpark.com. The Podcast Park is brought to you by Associated Credit Union. That's where you'll find Buck's Beat. And typically, I'm talking Bulldogs and Braves most of the year. I, I played quarterback at Georgia, and I've covered the program ever since. Uh, the Braves, always a, a fan of the Braves, on the pregame show for 11 years here at 680 The Fans. So give you some insights into the Dogs and the Braves. This week on Bucks Beat, episode 51, I've got Billy Andre, and we're talking about the saudi back Super Golf League that, well, the air's come out of the balloon. But I want to invite you to check that out when you have a little bit of time. Let's talk Falcons football right now as we get ready for the NFL draft. The Combine's going to be here before you know it. And then the NFL draft shows up. And the Falcons and Fontenot, man, they need a lights-out, uh, hit-a-home-run draft this coming year. Not a lot of uh, room to go out there and hit and get players out of the free agent market. So Fontenot, the pressure's on to be able to get these draft picks right. And when I look at the Falcons right now, and I've got their depth chart right here in front of me, there are so many holes in this depth chart that he better hit every one of these draft picks. One of the areas that has concerned me for years has been the defensive line. And they have constantly tried to rearrange and find these edge rushers that are so important in the National Football League because, well, these teams are throwing it 40 times a game. So you better have somebody coming off the edge. Now, T had some problems figuring out which one of these edge rushers could come in here and play ball. He hit on a couple, missed on a few others. And I'm hoping Fontenot will also realize now, the Falcons at the defensive tackle spot are as weak as any team in the NFL. The interior defensive line play. I mean, it's just Grady Jarrett, and that's about it. That's all they've got. 
So coming off the senior bowl, man, I'm looking at some of these interior defensive linemen. You want to win at any level, get a really good tandem of interior defensive linemen, and you're going to be giving that offense some trouble. Grady can't do it alone. So looking at who's available in the draft, right off the top, you got a Georgia Bulldog, Jordan Davis, looking like he'll be a top 15 pick in the first round and a guy that's going to look good at the combine, 6'6", 340 pounds. He could solidify a spot early in the first round when he uh, tests out high at the combine coming up. Now, I'm not sitting here telling you the Falcons should use their number eight pick on Jordan Davis. I'm just telling you that it looks like he's going to be a top 15 pick. Uh, DeMarvin Leal out of Texas A&M. He looks like a guy that could go 10 to 20, 10 to 25, somewhere in that area of the first round. Guy that can play the three technique, the five technique, can play the edge. He's athletic. I don't know about the character and that as it relates to DeMarvin Leal, but I do know watching him play, this guy's an NFL caliber player. Uh, Arkansas has got this big dude, John Ridgeway, a nose tackle, playing the interior on the defensive line. Looks like a day three pick. Does that make you feel a little more comfortable taking a defensive tackle on day three and not necessarily in the first round? It does to me. First round, you're looking for the best available player. But I just hope that Fontenot's going to address this defensive line. Could it be Ridgeway, day three? I mean, 6'5", 330 with pads on, nose tackle, he'd fit right in. You got Mathis out of Alabama, three technique, five technique, technically really a sound football player, 6'4", 320 pounds out of Alabama. He's another guy to take a look at. Winfrey out of Oklahoma, improved his stock down at the Senior Bowl, three technique, nose tackle at Oklahoma, looks like a penetrator at that three technique. Uh, Winfrey's another one that could be going second, third round, uh, day three of the draft, perhaps. Neil Farrell, LSU. Matthew Butler, Tennessee. Travis Jones, UConn, are some others that the Falcons, I hope, are taking a close look at. And this is, this is what Fontenot and his staff are doing right now as they're going through these position groups. The Falcons, they've got needs at almost every single position. But I tell you what, they don't address this defensive tackle spot and give Grady somebody to play next to, then it's, we're going to continue to struggle. We're getting pushed around every single Sunday on the defensive line. I want you to tune into the Business of Sports segment each week on The Fan. It's presented by Southern Company. If it's impacting business in Atlanta and the local sports scene, man, we've got it covered. That's the Business of Sports presented by Southern Company changing the future of energy in all the communities that they serve. 404-231-1680, the number. Got a few moments here if you want to join us, talking about the Falcons and the draft and who they could go out there and bring in to help improve this ball club and then free agency. I wouldn't expect you're going to see the Falcons do a lot during free agency in that period because simply we don't have a lot of money to spend. I mean, it's not like we can go out there and bring in A.J. Green or anything. Although we do need wide receiver help, brother. Calvin Ridley looks like he's gone. See ya. And he's our go-to receiver. Missed 11 games last season because of, well, some issues off the field that were going on.
And I believe the Falcons, they've got one receiver coming back, Frank Darby, who was a receiver they took late in the draft last season, last year. He's the only guy they got coming back. So I'll tell you, he's, he better be in good shape come training camp time, man. I mean, you got one receiver out there. He didn't even have to. I mean, he runs a route during the, uh, the Pascal, and he's got to sprint back to the huddle and hear what the next play is. And then he runs back and lines up and runs another route. One wide receiver, right? If the Falcons had a game today, one wide receiver. We'd have to go to the wing T offense they ran back in the 50s. Or maybe they'd get DT out there, put him in the slot, see what he could do. Yeah, I got to be in the slot. I don't, you don't want me out on the numbers. You look like one of these quick slot receivers running that option route. You're going down there six to eight yards. You're going to turn inside or outside in zone coverage, man coverage. You're going to break inside or outside depending upon the leverage of the man-to-man corner that is matched up with you. And you're going to run that shallow drag route against zone, uh, against man, uh, both of those. And you look like one of those guys that could actually get it done, DT. In a previous life, yeah. I always thought I was open. They just never threw it to me enough. But Would you sign with the Falcons, go to training camp, and go through that, that grind you got to go through every single day for what seems like months at a time during training camp, knowing that you're not going to make the team? Uh, yes, I, I would. I mean, uh, certainly a younger version of myself. I would have done anything just to get around an NFL training camp. And you'd put it on the resume. Played for the Atlanta Falcons. Yeah, sure. Not many games, but hey, I was there. Well, they might be giving you a call. I gave the phone number out a few times. And maybe the Falcons were listening. Yeah, we're, we're listening. All right, let's get to the final word. All right, the Hawks are getting back in action tomorrow night. They're going to play the Chicago Bulls coming off the All-Star game break. And, man, the Hawks, they better start fast. They better hit the ground running. First four games out of the All-Star break will be against Eastern Conference opponents, teams that are ahead of them in the standings. Get the Bulls tomorrow night. Play them twice in the first four games. I believe also we get the Celtics and the Raptors in these first four games. Got the Raptors, the seven seed. Celtics, the six seed. Bulls, the number two seed. Hawks right now, the number ten. You go one and three or zero oh and four in these first four games. Danger! And John Collins, as I understand it, Collins has got a foot sprain. He did not practice yesterday. He had a week off during the All-Star break. Didn't even practice yesterday? Let me just say, John Collins, man up. It's go time. There's no time to have a foot sprain. You got your rest. Tape it up. Spit on it. And let's go. And Okongwu, if Collins can't go, we're going to need you to step up big. Come on, Hawks. Need you to get a fast start here out of this all-star break. I was going to do it for the Buck Blue Show today. For Adam Gillespie, Derek Thomas, Sean Nerney. Hope you have a great rest of the day, everybody. Thank you, Buck. 
The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save and save and win. Hey everybody, Buck Blue here, and as a recent customer of Jim Ellis Automotive and a longtime friend of the Vice President Stacy Ellis, man, I know Jim Ellis Automotive Group takes pride in being a family-owned and operated business. I saw it firsthand. When Stacy's granddad, Jim Ellis, founded the company back in 71, his goal was to treat every customer like family by offering a car buying experience that was both easy and fully transparent. And it worked. 50 years later, Stacy's dad, Jimmy Ellis, grew the organization to become Georgia's largest family-owned and operated automotive group. And today, third-generation family members like Stacy, along with more than 1,700 dedicated team members, are working hard to uphold the values Jim Ellis Automotive was founded on. And that's why Jim Ellis has been around for over 50 years. Enjoy the advantages of buying your next vehicle from a family-owned and operated dealership. Visit JimEllis.com or stop by any of their 20 dealerships located throughout Metro Atlanta. Jim Ellis Automotive, where you can always expect the best. A lifetime of hard work. Children laughing in the kitchen. Family photos on a restaurant wall. A legacy that lives on. It all comes from the power of a conversation. Like the one Tommy Hall had with First Horizon Bank about taking over his father's Charleston-based restaurant business. Now the table is set for a whole new generation. First Horizon Bank. Let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash Tommy. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC.